So the X-Men held a Super Bowl party. Who brought what? Um, Matt, you are wearing a Wolverine shirt, so I want to start with you this week. Um, well, he brought all the toothpicks for the uh, food, for like the <laughs> little foods. Um, and obviously, Iceman brought the ice. Tabitha? Uh, I think Jubilee brought Cherry's Jubilee. <laughs> Good for decorations. That's <laughs> See, I also chose Iceman, but like he brought something else. So you guys remember like, I don't know, it feels like a decade ago uh, when the Smirnoff Ice Challenge was a thing. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Iceman remembers, and he still thinks it's funny, so he brought the Smirnoff ice. <laughs> Lydia. I say I also was going to go with Iceman, but I was just going to say you just brought a big bucket full of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, you want ice? Okay, pay, pay up. <laughs> I'll <air> per cube. <laughs> this is a boring Super Bowl party, just Iceman and Jubilee. <laughs> and Wolverine. He brought, he brought, Wolverine he brought with his But nobody brought any food. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing to eat. Eating cherries jubilee. Well, yes, that's the only it's the only food. Well, and plus, like, I guess Gambit would have bought, brought like playing cards to, you know, play games during the game. Well, yeah, because you know, you gotta entertain the people that aren't actually there for the Super Bowl, they're just there for the food. Right. Which apparently does not exist at this party. <laughs> worst Super Bowl party ever (laughs) you're listening to the Geek Awakens with Mitch Matt Tabitha Lydia and Ticket All right, so I made that question specifically because the bulk of our show tonight is going to be called... Now, here's the thing. All weekend long, I've or all week long, I've been calling it the Superb Owl Takedown because it's a play on trailer takedown. But earlier today, I thought, what about the Superb Owl Showdown? Hmm. It's got okay. a little bit better of a flow to it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, 86 trailer takedown. Sub Superb Al Showdown. All right. I'm making a note of that. But before we get to that, we do have a couple of quick, quick things to talk about. We do still have a pull list. Um, Matt, you mentioned two things that are probably worth mentioning. And honestly, there were a couple other things that I saw today that like on a normal week, I'd been like, yes, we're talking about it. But no, let's just stick with these. Uh, Take it away. Yeah, there have been actually quite a few um, like announcements as far as um, like projects and movies that are underway or going to be happening. Um, we got word that um, DC is doing a Wonder Twins movie for HBO Max. J.J. Abrams is returning to direct and produce a fourth Star Trek film with, at this point, the full cast returning. Um, we got word that this newest Transformers Rise of the 
what, uh, the Beast Wars movie that eventually is essentially coming next year is going to kick off a new trilogy, um, including a, an animated series. I, just all sorts of stuff. Uh, even a Blue's Clues movie is coming. Um, I'm sorry? <laughs> yep. Um, and the, the headline I saw for the Blue's Clues thing was like, it's basically like No Way Home because they're using all three hosts for the movie. Like, no. Yeah, not going to lie. Um, I am too old for Blue's Clues. I've always been too old for Blue's Clues. But like, that was one of those shows that if I left Nick at Night on and like fell asleep and woke up in the morning, like Blue's Clues would <laughs> be playing. So it's like, I'm familiar. Yeah, I'm familiar enough. Um, I'm oddly excited for that movie. Not going <laughs> to lie. Like, like, zero chance I see it in the theaters. Let me just get this straight right now. <laughs> However, once it's out on DVD, Drunk Mitch will probably buy it off of Amazon. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to steal the kids for that night and use them as an excuse to go see Blue's Clues and no one can say otherwise. <laughs> oh, the one other announcement that did come this week is that we have talked about it in the past. Um, there's been rumors of a Bioshock movie for quite a while, but apparently now Netflix is on board to make this actually happen so we'll see if that comes to fruition because like we said it's kind of been talked about for a while but now netflix is gonna, is saying they're gonna do it so did you mention sonic oh no i forgot about that the spinoff series yeah uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well not only the spinoff series but also they announced sonic the hedgehog 3 oh i missed that i saw the spinoff series with knuckles I missed Sonic 3. Yeah. Yeah, the spinoff series on Paramount Plus and Idris Elba is also going to voice Knuckles in the series too, which is kind of awesome. That is awesome. But yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of a lot of cool things and a lot of things I feel like we would talk about way more in depth on any other week, but we've got so <laughs> much to talk about. So let's open up the poll list and I want to start this week, not so much with a review, but if you saw on Facebook last night, I made a post. Um, Last night, I received a package from an old college professor uh, named Scott McCuller. Um, And thanks to Facebook and social media and everything, you know, we've been able to keep in touch throughout the years. Uh, He also, like, if you have been a longtime listener of this show, uh, he was one of our first guests um, that we had. Like way back in, I think, 2017. Anyway, um, so inside the package was an Ashcan edition, which to be super, super, super um, whatever, like uh, Ashcan, it's it's almost like a pilot. Kind of not really, but for all intents and purposes, it's kind of like a pilot episode of a TV show. Um, but it, anyway, it's an Ashcan edition of Thrill Seeker Comics, which he is celebrating the 20th anniversary of Thrill Seeker Comics this year. Um, it was a reprint of an old story featuring his characters, Yellow Jacket, uh, Emerald Mantis, and Sacred Scarab. Uh, he also mentioned big plans for 2022, um, which also are go- going to include a 100-page anthology that's going to be out for the holidays. As wow. well as a weekly webcomic on his website, thrillseekercomics.com. So uh, if you are a fan of classic Golden Age comics, uh, 
check out thrillseekercomics.com. Um, I got to read this very carefully. I washed my hands like three times before I uh, before I opened it, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's a fun World War II story, and yeah, it was just it it's a blast. And Scott did a great job, so awesome. Um, the first book on our poll list today is Enter the Blue. It's out February 23rd from Z2. It's by Dave Chisholm. So Jesse Choi uh, loved to play jazz, but quit uh, thinking that she wasn't good enough. But when her mentor slips into a coma, uh, Jesse turns to the history of Blue Note Records and a mystery known as the Blue to save him. Um, Lydia, I want to start with you on this one, mostly because you are the musician in this group and I kind of mentioned this to you last night. I was like, I have a feeling you really like this one. So I, I hope that I'm right. You are right. So I didn't get to actually finish this yet. I'm about 50 pages from the end, but I really like the way this story is laid out. Uh, not a, a jazz musician by any means, but just the way that Jesse kind of like goes through that moment of not feeling like she's good enough and wanting to quit and, comparing herself to others and all of that fun stuff like that hit me really hard. <laughs> so that was not fun. Um, and then just the way that the story kind of explains like entering the blue as that like moment in a song where you have, like you just, everything else just fades away and you just hit that one perfect moment. And that's how you get to this realm is such an interesting way of explaining music and also the fact that they've out, all, like pulled from actual music history for this, it's really cool. And I really want to go and finish this after we're done, just actually actually see what happens and if she finds uh, Jimmy and how all that plays out, because that's great. And then, uh, yeah, her friendship with Aaron is really fun, too. I told the rest of you last night that... I was like a chapter into this book and I already felt like this was going to be the best book. One of the best books that we've reviewed in a while. And I was right. I mean, this has been my favorite book that we reviewed in a long, long time. Um, it's got a ton of heart. It's got a ton of humor. Um, the art, especially when she's in the blue is just absolutely gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, and and kind of like you, Lydia, I, I saw a lot of myself in Jesse, you know, between comparing herself to others and, you know, like just feeling that she's not good enough, things like that, you know, so like reading this and seeing Jesse work through, work through all that, you know, it, it made my imposter syndrome ridden heart really, really happy. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I always say like, oh yeah, I, you know, I'd love to, you know, pick this up in the real world. Like, no, like I'm going to actively look for this in the real world. I love this book. Um, Matt, what did you think? I, I too love this. This was great. Um, the story is great. It's heartfelt. It's got a magical twist to it, which I didn't really expect going in. Um, but I really, really enjoyed Um I know, I know in the book they talk about the, the blue being that moment where everything else fades away and you fall into the music. And I relate to that in a writing sense because there are times where when I'm sitting writing where you get so involved in the story that things just continue to happen 
and the world around you goes on and you're not really cognizant of all of that. Um, I love the art. I love how she changes as she goes in and out of the blue. Um, it's like there, there are a couple of frames where it's um, like you're, you're swapping scenes, but because of the different coloration, there's no confusion on what's happening where or who the character is. And I loved how easy that was to follow. Um, and this is, this is super nerdy of me going back to my high school band days. Um, but there are a few pages where there are, the panels are pretty sparse and it just made me think about the phrase um, for music that almost as important as the notes are the spaces between the notes and yeah. you get the white spaces on the page and helps convey the image and the story. And I just, I, I thought that all just flowed so incredibly well. Tabitha, before we get to you, I want to go back to Lydia for just a second because Matt, something you said kind of reminded me. So, I mean, obviously uh, spoiler alert, you know, like, I guess not really a spoiler alert, but like, but yeah, so the blue is obviously not a real place. I'm, but um <laughs> Lydia you know since you know since you are kind of the musician of the group have have you ever kind of like felt that though like have you ever you know entered the blue not to that extent but oh yeah absolutely <laughs> there's there's definitely a moment when you are performing and singing and like there's times when everything just kind of like falls into place and you don't see the audience you don't see like anything else you just there's it you're just in that musical moment and it's just it it is magical it's like that that feeling in the book where you go from the real life and like matt said just that shift into color into the way the blue looks it's just it yeah it's hard to describe but this book does it very well uh tabitha what'd you think um y'all were finding yourselves in jesse and your imposter syndrome Meanwhile, I was feeling very seen by Sherm. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, if I had my way, you'd walk up in my house and everything would look like a conspiracy board on the wall, like with my little pins and my lines and my tape and my and my yarn. But I'm not the and only person who went out to get apple juice. juice. <sighs> so there would be more than apple juice, milk, and water for you. Always <laughs> coffee. Always coffee. And wine. And wine. That's how I would get to the storyboards. Anyway, um, <laughs> like the the looping of everything together and like the connections that this character was making. I was like, I see it. Oh my God. And like, <laughs> I love a conspiracy theory. I never believe them, but like, I love them. I love to see other people point them out. And the way that this one was done, I like could hear this guy in my head. <laughs> and that was just, that was fun. Like it was fun to hear him talk quote unquote like just the detail of like his investigation into it like warmed my warmed my investigation junkie heart so that gave me that gave me joy and happiness i'll say you know talking about the imaginary jazz narnia is just that made me laugh <laughs> <laughs> so um I don't, I, I don't know that you guys do this. I mean, I'm sure you probably do to, to a certain extent. And like, and I hadn't done it in a, in a long time, but like, I found myself as I was reading this, like kind of like almost fan casting it a little bit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, and 
Jesse's friend, the drummer, her name, Aaron, right? That was her name? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, you guys know that I have the biggest crush on Leslie Jones. So, like, I saw <laughs> I saw Leslie Jones in that role. But I don't know what it was because I, don't, I feel like Sherm isn't supposed to be that old. Not saying that this person I'm thinking of is old, but older. Um, I got mad Steve Buscemi vibes. Yes! From her. yes! <laughs> okay, okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> character in ghost world have you seen ghost world i have not uh, he looks and sounds <laughs> in my head like steve's character from ghost world so that's all i was thinking about the whole time but yeah no steve buscemi is, right. is all right so z2 if you ever make this into a movie cast yeah, steve buscemi <laughs> steve buscemi and leslie jones i mean i don't even have to have leslie jones but, you have to have Steve Buscemi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Non-negotiable. <laughs> uh, so also tonight, uh, we have Agritsuko out of office number three. Uh, it's also out February 23rd from Oni Press by Brenda Hickey. So uh, Tasanda uh, sees an Oni spirit in the woods causing alarm for the rest of the resort. Meanwhile, uh, Gori, Haida, and Fineko are lost on the way to the resort and stop in the wrong town for help. Um, as always, anything that we get involving Agritsuko, uh, is it's always a blast. I love it. Uh, that said, I did kind of mess up um, because I haven't read issues one or two of this book and uh, everything else that we've read has been pretty self-contained. So like, I don't know, I just kind of assumed that that was going to be the case with this one. And it was not. Um, this one, you definitely should read one and two before reading this issue. Uh, and so like, I, I, I was a little bit lost, but this book, um, it makes me want to go back and catch up. Um, also, like, not to spoil anything, but the scene once uh gory and the others get to that town um that was like straight horror movie vibes and mm -hmm. i was here for it so um tabitha i know you also love agritsuko what'd you think yeah i did not know this was like in the middle of something and i was like this is weird like how did we get here who are these people <laughs> but again i i always enjoy these and i really like the end of this one like that horror movie spooky vibe that we like ended up in, in that town with like the faceless creatures. A, they looked a little too much like furries to me, <laughs> which is weird because we're reading a book about animals. I don't know. There was like a weird dichotomy happening there and I couldn't figure it out. Um, but I want to go back and read the other ones because I, I want to know how they got here. And then I want to read the next one because I want to know where they end up. And I need more of that spooky, scary town, except <laughs> I might have to read some of with my eyes closed. <laughs> that's gonna be hard to do that was the joke <laughs> oh. <laughs> matt what'd you think um so i love agritsuko so much that i have a little agritsuko on my desk at work <laughs> because in in so many ways she is me like just gonna just rage quietly while nobody nobody looks um i didn't know that i needed 
an out of office Agritsuko adventure until we read this. And now I need more of these. Yes, I need to go back and get issues one and two. I need to read number four to find out what happens. It, it, it's just great. Like you take her out of the office setting and everything just still flows and is still like all the characters are still the same. You still get the same vibes without the annoying boss. It was great. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm here for this. I need more issues. So the last book on the pool list, uh, it's out now from Valiant. It's Shadow Man number six uh, by Colin Bunn and Pedro Andreo. So Shadow Man needs help defeating uh, Deadside and her new army. Enter Punk Mambo. Um, this comic is a fantastic mix of horror, action, and humor. Um now this is Dead Side War Part Two. I went back and I read uh, Dead Side War Part One just to be caught up. Um, and Dead Side War Part One, it kind of it almost almost had some zombie vibes to it, but it kind of deterred from that. So I was like, I was okay with it. But uh, but anyway, uh, even though like I'm sure that there are a lot of things that I'm missing out on by not being a long time uh, Shadow Man fan um i love how the creative team still does a really great job of not alienating new readers i didn't feel super lost uh reading this book which is which is fantastic uh, but it's also it makes me want to go back and learn more about the character um which valiant also does a great job about that all right it is time for the superb al showdown um so basically, we are playing this just like um, uh, Trailer Takedown, except, and that was going to be the original goal. We were just going to talk about the trailers, but then I started seeing, you know, like, obviously, it's the Super Bowl. The commercials, like, they're, they're huge. They've got big stars. they got people that we would normally talk about. So I decided to include some co the commercials as well. So for the first round, we have a trailer going up against a commercial. Um, it would normally be either something that we would talk about, or it would at least feature an actor that we that we would talk about. So we have eight trailers, eight commercials. We are going to try to get this done um, in a timely manner. Hopefully, we won't be here three hours later. But you know, we're we're, we're going to see what happens. We're skating too much, <laughs> so I'm putting you all on a time limit. <laughs> okay, how much time do we have? You have. 42 minutes. 42 <laughs> minutes. Okay. We might be able to do this. We might be able to do this. You have 41 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first matchup, it is Ambulance versus uh, Meta's Quest, which um, Meta is, you know, Facebook, whatever. But um, Ambulance, Michael Bay, Ugh. Um, also... Wasn't this movie supposed to come out like 12 years ago? Because I feel like it was supposed to come out like 12 years ago. Probably. Yeah. Uh, MetaQuest, uh, zero chance that I ever get this product. Uh, but that said, I will always be a sucker for anything Chuck E. Cheese, even if it's bootleg, which that's what this commercial was. It was a dog, an animatronic dog, and then their version of CEC closed. And then... That dog almost died, and then this person was like, no, here. And then, oh, it... Also, how come people in the metaverse don't have legs? 
That's what bugged me. I was gonna point that out because but you're thank you. walking on your own legs in the real world, and it would you would try to step that way if you could see yourself walking. Anyway, because when you're doing like virtual reality, all you are is a face and hands. So that's all you need. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. At any rate, I'm giving MetaQuest seven points and Ambulance three. Uh, Tabitha. So. Meta, I was equally parts creeped out and sad, which I didn't love because I was uncomfortable with the the dog animatronic, but at the same time, I felt incredibly bad for the dog animatronic. Um, ambulance just looks like the rock should be in it, but he's not. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's a weird vibe without the rock. Like, I don't want a movie like that unless the rock's going to be in it. And then when we were actively watching the Super Bowl and that commercial rolled in, uh, Matt from literally the other room started yelling at Jake Gyllenhaal about returning Taylor Swift's scarf. <laughs> Which brought me so much joy and happiness that I almost want to give this all my points just because of that memory, that core memory that I have now of Matt screaming about Taylor Swift's scarf at Jake Gyllenhaal on TV. Um, so I'm going to give uh, the movie that should have the rock in it, seven points, and I'm gonna give the sad dog three points. Matt, um, yeah, it was at the very end of that, that trailer for Ambulance where he goes, I'm gonna get you home, and I said, Maybe on your way, you should drop off Taylor's red scarf. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being taught well. Um, <laughs> That's true. I, uh, so those old school Michael Bay movies are like, they're my guilty pleasure. I could sit and watch Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery in the rock. I could watch Con Air. I could watch all those other ones that he's done from forever ago where he actually blows stuff up. They're just fun popcorn movies. You don't really care about the plot. And as much as this looks like it could get kind of hokey for ambulance. It just reminds me of those movies. And it's been so long since I have sat down and enjoyed one of those that I feel like I could, I could, I could watch this one and have fun. Um, meta. I, I'm, I'm never going to get a VR headset. I, it just, it's, I don't know. I don't really have any interest in that. Um, but did anybody else notice the penguin with the guitar shaped like a pizza? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. A pizza slice? <laughs> I mean, that like, sounds about right. That's what I need. I, I, I like the, the dog made me sad, but I want that penguin playing the <clears throat> flying V guitar pizza. Um, I am going to go three points for Meta and the sad dog and seven points for Amos because as much as it's Michael Bay, at least he still blows stuff up for real and it's not all CGI. Lydia. So ambulance bored me. I was confused. I was lost. I did not care. <laughs> <laughs> the, the commercial for Meta, I was not sure what was happening. By the end of the, uh, the commercial, I was like, what did I just watch? I felt sad. I felt confused. I felt weird. And I'm also like, this is as close to a live action Five Nights at Freddy's that I'm ever going to get. And I'm not sure <laughs> I feel about that. 
But that said, it was more entertaining than Ambulance was. So I'm going to go with eight for Meta, even though I'm never going to buy it. Because, you know, Five Nights at Freddy's Live would be fun. And two for the boring Ambulance Michael Bay movie. (laughs) So with a score of 21 to 19, Meta Quest moves on. That's going to face the winner of Law and Order versus BMW. Tabitha, we're going to start with you this round. Um, so Law and Order is the return of the original Law and Order, in which I did not know was happening somehow, some way, and I think I audibly squealed when I saw this trailer. Um, and then the BMW commercial was the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, the, Selma Hayek as Hera and Zeus. Uh, with the electric BMW because all the car commercials from the Super Bowl were electric cars. Um, I am going... I have a thing for Sam Watterson. (laughs) It's fine. I will always have the thing. Um, The only thing that could make that Law & Order better is had they brought back Angie Harmon as ADA. Like, would have been sold, would have been glued to my TV. Um... I hate how much I love that BMW commercial. <laughs> like I, I physically hate how much I love it. Like I've now seen it thrice and I have loved it every single time. Um, so I'm going to give, um, oh my gosh, the show with the lack of Angie Harmon, six points. And I'm going to give Baby Pegasus <laughs> four points because that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I want a Baby Pegasus. Like I'm tempted to give okay. to Arnie. Like, <laughs> AKA Peggy. Peggy. Yes. <laughs> and Peggy. <laughs> ah. <laughs> so six of one order, four to Peggy. Admittedly, um, this weekend while we were away in Chicago, um, was the first episode of Law and Order I've ever actually seen. I just never watched it. How have you managed that? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Um so, I know, you deserve that. <laughs> I know, sacrilege, blasphemy, heresy, burn me at the stake. Um, I, I don't have any dog in the race when it comes to the return of Law and Order. Um, I know. Um, and like Tabitha, I hate how much I really liked this BMW commercial. Um, also, it's disturbing that Selma Hayek is still as hot as she is. It's just weird. Um, (laughs) But um, Peggy was fantastic. Um, Oddly enough, like the, the, the BMW car, it's sharp. Like it's, you know, it's an electronic car. It kind of looks like an actual electronic car, but not completely, which is so weird because usually these electronic cars, it's like, Oh my God, it's an electric car. How did I possibly not know that? Like this one kind of looks a little bit in between, which I like. Um, So I'm going to go nine points for not BMW, but everything else about the commercial and one for law and order just because. You want to sleep tonight? Yeah. Lydia. So. I, I guess it's cool that they're like bringing back original law and order or whatever, but there's been so many iterations over the years. Like, I don't care. Move on, get something else. The law and order has been dealt. <laughs> um, 
Um, the BNW commercial, I agree. I'm annoyed with how much I enjoyed it, but majority of what I like enjoyed about this commercial is how annoyed he was getting about everyone wanting to charge, like wanting him to charge up all of their stuff and baby Pegasus. So <laughs> annoyed Zeus and baby Pegasus gets all my points. <laughs> <laughs> I have never really been a fan of the original Law and Order or its 300 spinoffs. I'm sorry, Tabitha, but I oh, I thought you were picking up your shame bell. <laughs> I was about to defend myself. <laughs> it's my wine. <laughs> um, but I've at least seen episodes because my mom has always been a huge fan of the Law and Order franchise. And yes. she, I, I mean, you know, like, especially like on her nights off from work or whatever, like, I would be watching Law and Order. It just it, it was what it was. But that said, there was something about you know that commercial, and at the very end, hearing the dun dun, I was like, it made me giddy. I was I was excited. <laughs> um, BMW. It was this was simply it was a classic Super Bowl commercial. You know, um, obviously made for 2022, but like this was just like this is the type of commercial that you think of when you think of Super, Super Bowl commercials. Um, and also, like, I, I know we've talked about it, but like naming the Pegasus Peggy, like, oh, my God, that was just that made made every part of me smile. It was genius. Um, this is weird, considering how much I don't like Law and Order, but like I had to give I had to split this one right down the middle. I gave five points to each. Um, that dun dun, that's <laughs> what earned that Law and Order commercial. It's five points. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but five points, two notes. <laughs> okay. But um, that was not enough for BM for to to win against BMW. Uh, BMW wins twenty eight points to twelve. The next matchup is Thing About Pam versus Coinbase. Matt, we're going to start with you this time. I'm just going to say this right now. As I don't, I don't know. The QR code was just weird. It changed colors. It was like that for a whole minute, and you finally get the stupid logo. Like this is just annoying. Um, think about Pam. Renee Zellweger's voice is weird in that commercial. It's intriguing because I feel like it's almost like a snapped episode or like a mockumentary mockumentary kind of thing which is intriguing to me but her voice bothers me so think about pam is getting all 10 points just because that qr bouncing qr code was just annoying af so no points for coinbase was that was that a shame Tabitha? No, that was me accidentally knocking my bell. Okay. <laughs> you can knock my bells. Sorry, Lydia. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> I mean, I have a bottle of wine in. Hi. <laughs> uh, I need to get some more drink then. Um, <laughs> yeah, so the thing about Pam very much weirded me out. Everything about that trailer just made me very uncomfortable. As just kind of plain and weird as the Coinbase bouncing logo, like QR code thing was, it made me flash back to like 
little bitty Lydia and the amount of time I would sit and just watch the screensaver on the TV, just bounce from corner to corner and try to figure out which way it was going to bounce next. <laughs> the amount of time I wasted in my childhood doing this and it made me giggle. So <laughs> I'm going to get the bouncy QR code six points and the weirdness that is thing about Pam four or whatever the other math of that is. I lost my train of thought. So the thing about Pam, the only note that I have for this, what in the Renee Zellweger did I just watch? <laughs> Your note is the same as my note. <laughs> like, what was that? Also, like, at the very end, I was like, she almost has, like, some Karen vibes. So, like, why didn't we just name it the thing about Karen? <laughs> um, Coinbase... Let's let's be honest. I mean, yes, it, with it being like the screensaver thing, you know, whatever. Uh, boring, sure. But this commercial was so effective. Uh, I can like basically guarantee that millions of people scanned that QR code during that commercial to figure out what it was. I am one of them. Um, Drunk Mitch was... Scanning that QR code, Drunk Mitch signed up for Coinbase. Uh, Drunk Mitch got $15 in free uh, crypto. And <laughs> Mitch currently has $14.51 in Bitcoin right now. But that's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Because it's not actually my money, so I don't care. I feel like you're going to give me a lesson once once it's your turn. (laughs) But I am giving Coinbase nine points. Uh, Think about Pam, one point. And I have not updated my banking information to Coinbase yet, so we don't really have to worry about it, Tabitha. Go ahead. So their marketing worked. Um, (laughs) We also scanned the thing because mostly I was like, is this ever going to go away? Like, did someone just buy out like the whole section of the Super Bowl to make me get my ass off the couch and scan this stupid QR code. By the time I scanned it, the logo came yeah, out, so, which was more irritating because I'd already gotten up. So we'd already scanned it. We knew what it was. It's fine. Whatever. Um, I was mostly annoyed because it did remind me of that screensaver and like I had this flashback standing in a computer lab and all of the computers doing that and it would bother me that they were never in sync with each other. Also, Mitch, you are a like sociological study waiting to happen. Like you truly are. Like Thanks. There is like this weird part of me because I like I have a career in baking and like I have a degree in sociology and I just want to study your stupid little brain because you you signed up for Coinbase off of a QR code that you scanned off of your television, but you use checkbook registers like a grandma. Like I don't. I can't think those two things make sense in the same moment. Like, I want to study you. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. You are an enigma, sir, and I can't put my finger on it. Anyway, the thing about Pam, my note literally says WTF. Who is Pam? Why do I care? Um, And then, like I said, Coinbase, your marketing work, but I was still annoyed. the Renee Zellweger thing kind of looks like it might be like a crime mock- <laughs> mockumentary. 
<laughs> and because of that, I'm kind of invested, but I also don't really care. So I'm going to go five and five because I couldn't tell which one of these I cared about less. So we've got a tie. Oh, um, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, real quick, is Thing About Pam like an office spinoff of like 20 years in the future? And like Pam killed Jim? I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> the office? No. I, that's the only word that, that makes any sense. I go house. to an office every day. <laughs> Fine. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Thing About Pam and Coinbase both moving on. They are going to face the winner of Joe versus Carol, which again, I apologize for the link that I sent you guys for that trailer because that was again literally the only one that I could find on YouTube was this bootleg, like, like self-recorded whatever, like recorded on a phone. Um, but that versus Lay's. Um Lydia, we're gonna start with you this time. So despite how horrible of of like recording that was like i don't care i never watched tiger king in the first place i do not give any any cares the slays commercial <laughs> was like it was very adorable and i yeah i was not expecting the zombie marriage at our zombie the ghost <laughs> marriage at the end and it made me laugh so yeah, Lays gets all of my points. Like good, good, good job. <laughs> um, Joe versus Carol. We didn't need Tiger King, and as much as I love Kate McKinnon, we don't need this at all. Um, Lays, I loved it. This was absurd. It was it was phenomenal. Um, but yes, like Lydia, Lays gets all of my points. Uh, Tabitha. Uh, yes, agreed. Uh, you basically made me choose between Paul Rudd and literally anything else. So <laughs> Paul Rudd was always going to get all of my points, but then you put it against Joe versus Carol, and like I need this to die, just like Carol Baskin's husband, and just like, <laughs> go away. And I'm so tired of people making trying to make white trash humans look cool. You're not cool. You're trash. Sit down. Go away. Zero points. Paul Rudd gets 10 points. 10 points for Paul Rudd. Um, All for Christian Wieners. <laughs> Matt, it is completely moot at this point, but let's... Where are your points? Um, I, I'm going to follow along with everybody else because I I think we watched one episode not of... Even. Watched, not even a whole episode of Tiger King. We shut it off and said, nope, never again. There are just some things that like trigger my Hamilton County heart. And this was one of them. <laughs> uh, this you doesn't have... and, and yes, even though Kate McKinnon is great, she should have stepped away from this before it ever happened. Um, the only thing about this Lay's commercial that it could have cost any points would have been um, Seth Rogen's obnoxious laugh. Um, but he didn't really do that in this commercial. So it still gets all 10 points. Also, the the like plane crashing scene where it's like, I haven't seen any of your movies. Not even the ones you're in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with a score of 40 to zero, Joe versus Carol moves on. Just kidding. It was Lay's. <laughs> uh, next matchup is Rings of Power, which is the Lord of the Rings Amazon Prime series 
versus Toyota. Um, so even though I know next to nothing about Lord of the Rings, I finally saw Fellowship of the Ring for the first time all the way through, what, a couple months ago. Um, this made me oddly excited. And it, what, is going to premiere in September? Mm-hmm. And even though it's a prequel, I still am like, okay, let, let me get, let me try to get caught up on Lord of the Rings before September. Is it going to happen? Probably not, but I kind of want to try. Um, that went up versus the Toyota commercial featuring Tommy Lee Jones, Leslie Jones, Rashida Jones, music by Tom Jones, and then Nick Jonas. Um, it's in my head canon that the Joneses in this commercial actually hang out like that. Um, also we've talked about before Leslie Jones is my homegirl. Um, so that in itself, like otherwise I probably would have gone down the middle on this one, but Leslie Jones gets an extra point. So Toyota gets six points, rings of power gets four Tabitha. I didn't know I needed to see Tommy Lee Jones trash talk Nick Jonas (laughs) until I saw it. And it just makes my heart so incredibly happy. Um, my current problem with this Rings of Power series is that the more I see, the less excited I get. And I don't know if that's my knowledge <laughs> getting in my way. Right. I don't know if it's my like Lord of the Rings nerd showing, but like every time they show something from this, like I like tilt my head and like I feel a little quinge of like. The Hobbit when they, you know, had an elf have an affair with a dwarf. And, like, I feel like that's what they're going to do with this. And I just, it just, it makes me nauseous in a weird way. Um, But the scenery and the, like, obvious CGI in Rings of Power looks super cool. So I'm going to give six to Rings of Power and four for the Joneses that I liked in the trailer. (laughs) Or show, yeah. virtual, whatever. <laughs> uh, Matt? Um, I'm kind of with Tabitha when it comes to the Rings of Power thing. And I, I think my issue is, yes, my Lord of the Rings nerd shows. Um, but at the same time, I feel like instead of focusing on one particular storyline, they're trying, they're going to try and do too much. Um, and we saw with wheel of time the amazon and whoever they decide to do the cgi it's going to stack up like that is not going to be an issue um they're going to they put the money into this it's going to show in the production value my concern is just that they have gone too wide of a focus for this story um and this trailer essentially just reiterated that to me when you've got like when they released the trade, the posters for this, they released 23 posters. Like I get that there's that many rings of power, but maybe you don't need to show all of them um, in depth. So that concerns me. Um, Toyota. I'm not going to lie. I have loved watching Tommy Lee Jones as an actor since the first time I saw the fugitive and he was a U.S. Marshal trying to find Harrison Ford. Like, and then when he just smack talks a Jonas brother, love it. <laughs> Fantastic. That was great. I didn't like, like Kevin said, I didn't know I needed that until I saw it. Um, 
So I'm going to go six points for Toyota and four for Rings of Power just because I'm still a little worried. Lydia. I say I kind of agree with both of them, but I have a lot less uh, Lord of the Rings knowledge than they do. I think my trepidation is just more general, like nerd, like fear that they're, like Matt said, they're going to try to do too much. They're going to basically not focus on the things they need to, and this is going to tank and, that bothers me. This trailer is gorgeous, though. Like the CGI is great. Like the landscaping is great. It, it, it's gorgeous. So I'm I'm excited, but I am also still very nervous. I still want to see more. I actually want to like get to where we can watch the show. Uh, this Toyota trailer, our trailer commercial, <laughs> was highly amusing. No I trailers in that Toyota commercial. Just trucks. You know. Ha ha ha. <laughs> that was an actual bell, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That one. Um, I mean, Toyotas aren't exactly the vehicle I would choose to go on a mountain race with, but I mean, you know, whatever. Tommy Lee Jones smack talking to Jonas Brother, as well as everyone else looking at him when he pulls up like, you're in the wrong place, <laughs> was highly amusing. So, like, good choice to whoever designed that trailer. But I'm still excited for Lord of the Rings, so I'm going to go six for it and four for Toyota. Y'all, we got another tie. No! (laughs) So, both are moving on. They're going to face the winner of Nope versus T-Mobile. Now, T-Mobile had three different commercials this year. I am focusing on the very first one, Featuring Dolly Parton. Um, Tabitha, we're starting with you this time. Um, so T-Mobile had some of my favorite commercials of the Super Bowl because they stuck two of my favorite humans inside of it. They gave me Miley and Dolly. And I have a weird soft spot for Miley Cyrus and a very not so weird but makes sense soft spot for Dolly Parton. Um, and I have no idea what Nope is about based on this trailer. Uh, but I trust Jordan Peele to give me a movie that is going to make me think and entertain me and give me that very unsettling feeling that I know I'm going to get from this. But my problem is, is I hate T-Mobile with the passion of 10,000 burning suns. If they were the last cell phone service on this planet, I would now I would no longer have cell phone service um very long very awful story so i'm going to give t-mobile two points one for dolly and one for miley and i'm going to give the rest of my points to nope because that's how i feel about (laughs) (laughs) t-mobile so i have yet to see either of jordan peele's other movies which is sad and i need to rectify and i'm looking forward to this new one already just based on how well the other two have been received but as a 30-second trailer, this gives me zilch. It gives me nothing. It gives me some weird feelings and some people going, oh, crap. Like, that, like, and I know that, I'm going to go back to Alfred Hitchcock, and the fear is not in the gunshot, it's in the suspension behind it, like, before it happens. And I know that that's what's happening, 
but I still don't have enough to even be wary or concerned based on this 30 second trailer. I'm going to go watch the full trailer and hope I get more, but in this 30 second trailer, it just didn't do it for me. Um, Dolly Parton. I don't know. I, I don't have anything against T-Mobile, but the trailer was cute. I like the, um, Hey, rescue a, a 5g phone. Like as like, it's a Sarah McLaughlin ASPC, a commercial, which that makes me chuckle. Um, so I'm going to go seven points for Dolly Parton and three, four, nope. Lydia. See, I kind of disagree. Like it was weird and it was not very informative, but for some reason, this 30 second trailer of basically nothing caught my attention. I want to go watch more and I want to actually possibly go see this or see this movie. And as much as I love Dolly, I did not like this trailer. <laughs> it was very cringy and I was not having it. Like, love Dolly, but no, just no. So she's still going to get some points, though. So I'm going to give four, four points to Dolly and six points to Nope. All right. So for me, Nope, um, it looks kind of cool, but like others have said, like, I have no idea what this movie is about. And I just, I just, I don't know. And that's going up against T-Mobile, this Dolly Parton commercial, specifically this one. I also really enjoyed the Miley one, um, but specifically this one, this was my favorite commercial from the Super Bowl. Not going to lie. Especially when she's like, I got to get this off my chest. And then pulls a phone out of her boob. I'm like, oh god, that's hilarious. That so that's part. <laughs> so this commercial, this this one gets all of my points. Nope, got nothing. So with a score of 23 to 17, T-Mobile moves on. Um, our next matchup is Moon Knight versus Booking.com. Uh, Matt, we're gonna start with you. So as much as I love Idris Elba this commercial is just kind of blah. It just kind of lays there. It's kind of like, oh, hey. <laughs> no comments from the peanut gallery. You said every I don't know what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong choice of words. Yep. <laughs> Can't walk that one back. Um, anyway, it's just, I don't know. The booking.com commercial is just like, hey, this is what we do. We're good at it. Uh, cool. The only thing that was funny about that was when he walks into the, the cabin and the American people are like, oh, it's not Idris Elba? I'm like, you are the only people that have ever thought it was Idris Elba, not Idris. But Americans are stupid. So, um, Moon Knight, every clip that I see of this just makes me want this more and to see this now um again I, oscar isaac is in that category for at least most of us that he can do no nerd wrong um so i just am intrigued to see how this plays out this looks like the netflix mc that netflix marvel move marvel shows where they are going to be dark and gritty and i'm ready for that um so i'm going to go seven points for moon knight and three points just because Idris Elba was in the commercial and he's 
fantastic. Lydia. So I don't really know a whole lot about Moon Knight. The trailer also didn't really give me a whole lot. And the booking.com thing, the only thing I got out of that was Idris Elba. So I really didn't care about either one of these. So I'm just going to go five for each because you didn't make me care, either one of you. Uh, so yeah, Moon Knight, ev- like, just like Matt, everything I see of this show, like, it just makes me more excited. Uh, in fact, like, shortly after seeing this trailer, I got on Facebook and I was just scrolling and, like, the Marvel Facebook page, like, had a new poster for Moon Knight. And now that is currently my wallpaper, like, I am ready for this. Uh, also, getting a really clear view of the Moon Knight costume. It was just, ah, chef's kiss. Like, I just need this now. I need it now. I need it right now. Uh, Booking.com, it was just a basic commercial. Like, if it wasn't the Super Bowl, they would have just hired, like, some Joe Schmo and not Idris Elba, and it would have been just a normal commercial. Uh, That said, I am giving one point still for Booking.com just because I feel like Tabitha would kill me if I didn't give Idris Elba at least one point. Uh, But then Moon Knight gets my other nine points. Tabitha. Um, I felt like this was kind of a personal attack. Like, are you trying to make me pick between Oscar Isaacs and Idris Elba? Because that's (laughs) honestly really rude. (laughs) This was drawn at random. I promise it wasn't. I do not believe you. Um, (laughs) When I noticed these two were back to back, I'm like, Mitch, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Um, The Booking.com commercial was very basic. But I... I love a very low-key marketing ploy, and that's what this was. Like, it wasn't, like, those commercials that are just for businesses, like, if they are super bland and super awful, like, they're not memorable. And it wasn't just Idris Elba that made this memorable. Like, they were literally just telling you that we are basic because we are good at what we do, and we don't need a gimmicky name or a gimmicky whatever to get your business because booking is what we do and we're best at it. That's why we're called booking.com. And they threw Idris Elba in there for star power. And you know what? Kudos to them. Um, I don't know anything about this character for, um, Moon Moon Knight. There it is. But the costume looks incredible. Oscar Isaacs can do no wrong. So I'm going to give, Eight points to Moon Knight, and I'm giving two of my points to Idris Elba. Slashbooking.com. With a score of 31 to 11, Moon Knight moves on. It's going to meet the winner of Doctor Strange versus Alexa. Uh, Lydia, it's your turn to go first. So I feel like watching the uh, Doctor Strange uh, trailer... I really need to go watch the uh, TV series, like all of them. And that seems like a lot of work (laughs) that I don't want to do right now because I don't have time. Uh, I actually saw the Alexa commercial the other night on YouTube and I actually stopped to watch the ad and I didn't skip it for once. This ad is amusing. It's fun. I don't want Alexa in my house for reasons. We'll see, you know, 
smart house from my childhood. I don't need that in my life. I'm good, but I'm going to have to give it all my points because like it was just entertaining. (laughs) Yeah. I am 99% ready for Dr. Strange. Uh, I actually missed this trailer during the Super Bowl. Um, I was ready for it. Like I knew that I knew that we were getting it, but I don't know. I I guess it just happened so early on that I just I missed it. Uh, but between that one and then I went back and I watched the full trailer, which I'm not counting that. But anyway, I am so ready for this movie. Um, if nothing else, just so that we can stop with the rumors of hey, X person is going to be in here, which. I don't know. Maybe they will be. I don't know. Um, however, I feel like I'm going to need to get some psychedelics before I see this movie. Um, <laughs> and then Alexa, it was a funny commercial. I liked it. However, I do feel like it could have been like 30 seconds shorter. Uh, but, you know, when you got that Amazon money, though, like, why not make it rain? So I am giving seven points to Dr. Strange and three points to Alexa. Tabitha. Okay. So I have a weird confession. I don't love the Dr. Strange movies. I don't like storylines that mess with time. And that is literally Dr. Strange's point. <laughs> and I, I, get, I get that in game. We're not going to talk about my issues with in game. So the Dr. Strange trailer didn't do anything for me. However, I have now watched this Alexa commercial enough times to get Jeff Bezos back into space. Like I, <laughs> I am obsessed with the relationship between Scarlett Johansson and Colin Yost. Like I am, I am obsessed. Like they are like couple goals. Like they are the, they're those people that you're just like, you see them and like, they don't make sense together. And you're like, you're kind of talking your head, but then they start talking and they make perfect sense together. And I love that that's not fiction. It's just reality. And that brings me so much joy. So I'm giving Dr. Strange no points, mostly because they showed that scene where he was split in half, like the Resident Evil thing had come through his body and I almost gagged. I don't need that, by the way, whoever's running Marvel, leave that out. Um, <laughs> And I'm giving all my points to the Alexa commercial because okay. it's it's brilliant. <clears throat> um, Matt, again, it's it's kind of a moot point, but where are your points this round? So this honestly was the hardest matchup for me um, because this Alexa commercial is absolutely brilliant. It's just fantastic. It's one, obviously I don't need Alexa listening to my thoughts in my house that's just a bad idea just for everybody um but like yes their their witty fun relationship between the two of them in a real life couple is is just fantastic and it's brilliant the way that it's portrayed is just awesome um dr strange yes um i i really enjoyed the first one i love the fact that Dr. Strange has become so integral to the MCU. Um, I read an article a while back that basically stated that some of the characters that Marvel has used in the MCU would not have been used if they hadn't sold rights to like the X-Men and Spider-Man in order to stay afloat years ago. Doing that has made him integral. And there's no way saying that the first Dr. Strange movie came out 
that you would use Doctor Strange 2 as a summer blockbuster five years later. There's no way you would have guessed that. And that's what we got. This movie looks huge. It looks big. It looks intense. It looks creepy. And I'm here for it. Also, I know that it's been speculated. I know it's been talked about online. But tell me, tell me that's not Patrick Stewart as Professor Xavier in that clip from the trailer. It's got to be. So are we getting the X-Men in the MCU? I sure as hell hope so. Either way, I'm going to go six points for Doctor Strange, four for Alexa. With a score of 27 to 13, Alexa moves on. Um, Also, knowing Marvel, I mean, they could have also just paid Patrick Stewart, like, I don't know, 20 grand to just voice, like, a trailer. It's true. Yeah. So... We are negative one minute into the time limit that Tabitha gave us. <laughs> we made it through the first round. So let's go through this as quick as possible. Uh, our... We have four extra minutes. Okay. <clears throat> we go. We going to try. So our first round in the quarterfinals uh, is MetaQuest versus BMW. Um I'm giving BMW eight points, MetaQuest two. Uh, it gets two points because, like I said, Chuck E. Cheese, anything <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese related, like you're going to get something. But BMW was a classic Super Bowl commercial. Tabitha. I'm going to give six to BMW and four to sad Chuck E. Cheese dog. <laughs> Matt. Um, three for the MetaQuest because Penguin with a guitar and the sad dog, and seven for BMW and yes, the rest. Lydia, what Tabitha said six for, uh, six for BMW, four for MetaQuest. All right, so with a score of twenty-seven to thirteen, BMW moves on. Um, it's going to meet the winner of Thing About Pam versus Coinbase versus Lay's. Tabitha, it's your turn. I'm going to give all my points to Lays and forget the other two existed. <laughs> Matt. This is an easy matchup. Ten for Lays, nothing else for anybody. <clears throat> Lydia. You might as well just say Lays wins. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ten for Lays? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I am only giving six points to Lays and four for Coinbase. Coinbase gets four points. I'm just saying they get four points. That was a brilliant marketing move. I will give you $14.52 to close your Coinbase account. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Lays moves on. Next matchup, Rings of Power versus Toyota versus T-Mobile. Matt. We are going to go six for Toyota, three for Rings of Power, and does that leave one? <laughs> yes, one. <laughs> Lydia. Six for Rings of Power, uh, three for Toyota, one for T-Mobile. All right. I am giving, surprisingly, no points to Rings of Power. Uh, Toyota gets four points. T-Mobile gets six. Tabitha. I'm going to go six to Rings of Power and two for each of the others. 
So Rings of Power and Toyota both move on, and they're going to face the winner of Moon Knight versus Alexa, Lydia. Ten points to Alexa. Sorry, Moon Knight. <laughs> uh, ten points to Moon Knight. Sorry, Alexa. Tabitha. Uh, yeah, ten points to Alexa. Sorry. Matt. Um, I am going to go... Ugh. I don't know that it makes any difference. I'm going to go five and five. Okay. So Alexa is going to move on. Whoa. This is this is a speed around, guys. Like I'm like so nervous right now. <laughs> uh, so in the semifinals, BMW versus Lay's. This is a toughie. Um, I am giving six points to Lay's, four points to BMW. Tabitha, I hate you. Um, <laughs> we did this to ourselves. I hate myself. Um, I'm gonna give. Four points to Baby Pegasus and six points to Paul Rudd. Matt. Um, yeah, four for BMW and six for Lay. Lydia. Nine for Lay's and one for Baby Pegasus. <laughs> okay, Lay's is going to move on. I'm not even doing the math, but I'm just, I'm pretty sure that Lay's has moved on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because you said nine for Lay's. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's one. All <laughs> right. Uh, that's going to face the winner of Rings of Power versus Toyota versus Alexa. Uh, Tabitha. Oh God. Okay. Um, four to Alexa, two to Toyota, and two to Rings of Power. Matt. I just come on. Go, speed I just round. Go three, 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 and leave one point over. You can't <laughs> hurry up. Um, four for Rings of Power and three for the other two. All right, Lydia. Five for Alexa, three for uh, no, no, four for the, the 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 Rings of Power and the one for the whatever's left. <laughs> we are all very good at math. <laughs> very bad at math. Hold on, hold please. It's too much pressure. Tabitha, did you say? Four for Alexa, two for Toyota, two for Rings. Yes. That's only eight points. <laughs> no, I said, I think I said six. Six, six for Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can agree with that. Yeah, right. That Ooh. is why I was confused. Okay. <laughs> I may have said four. I meant six. This is what we get for trying to do things in a hurry. <laughs> right. So she can watch her figure skating. It is, I, it is important. Okay, I'm down to the Russians. <laughs> to be fair, if you miss it, all you got to do is open your front door and watch the next Jeep that gets stuck in your like, road. <laughs> that is fair. That Jeep did a great, like, double sow cow in my yard. So. <laughs> all right. So, with a score of, uh, so Rings of Power gets 11 points. Toyota gets 12. Alexa gets 17. So, the finals are Lay's versus Alexa. Um, Matt, it's your turn, but if you guys want to take 30 seconds to figure out your points, I'll let you do it. Um, uh, I got to go seven points for Lay's and three for Alexa. As much as I love the Alexa commercial and the banter, that Lay's commercial is just, it's gold. 
it's fantastic. Lydia. Mm, this is the most difficult one. Um, That's why it's the finals. I know. I can't ended up with commercials instead of trailers. Isn't I right? know. Mm, six for Scarlett Johansson, but uh, four for Parad. <laughs> um, I'm echoing Matt. I'm giving seven points to Lays and three to Alexa. Um, only because my original argument still stands that Alexa commercial was just a smidge too long. Tabitha. Oh, God. Okay, I'm going to go eight points for Alexa and two points for Lays, only because they bastardized the Paul Rudd commercial by adding Seth Rogen. <laughs> Y'all. Did we no, tie in? No. Oh, no. 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 Yes. You're kidding. God damn it. So, I mean, it makes (laughs) sense because we are at our core an indecisive group. How long does it take for us to figure out, like, if we have a group dinner, how long does it take for us to to figure out where to go for dinner? Why do we have to play in where we're going to go to eat? At, during C2E2, like at least a week in advance, because we're all indecisive mother effers. So unbelievable. <laughs> Lays and Alexa, congratulations. You are co superb Al showdown champions. Um, Lays, you can have the trophies on the trophy on uh, Monday through Thursday, or no, Monday through Wednesday. And then, Alexa, you can have the trophy on Thursday through Saturday, and y'all are just going to alternate Sundays. Sorry about it. Tabitha has some figure skating to watch, so that is going to do it for this episode of The Geek Awakens. This was really exciting, really fun. My heart rate is up. I'm kind of (laughs) scared. We'll be back next week. But in the meantime, check us out on social media. Uh, While you're there, Tell us what cool stuff we're missing out on. Give us some feedback. Uh, any questions, comments, or concerns, then shoot us an email at thegeekawakenspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, from all of us at The Geek Awakens, thanks for listening. We hope to catch you next time. Everybody, say triple axle. Triple axle! <laughs>